Welcome to the Leaders Crusade with your host, Bob Mitchell. Bob has served in public safety leadership with multiple organizations for over 40 years, and his passion is highlighting those at the forefront of leadership today. With so many options out there to listen to, we would like to thank you so much for spending time with us today. Here is this week's installment of the Leaders Crusade. Today with me is a friend of mine, uh, David Donnelly. I'm going to let him uh, introduce himself just a little bit, but I've known Dave since uh, September of 2010. Dave, thank you for being here today. Absolutely, Bob. How are you today? I'm doing great. What do you sure, do? Uh, Where do you do it? I'm the emergency management director currently for the city of Savannah, Georgia. I've been here going on six years, so involved in many things with that. Um, not the least of which is an annual St. Patrick's Day. Of course, with COVID, that's been put on hold. But we are planning for that this year. <clears throat> we also hold a marathon in the fall in November. So we held it this past November. So we have a multitude of special events. And of course, we've had hurricanes, uh, winter storms, tornadoes, and so on and so forth. So uh, planning and dealing with those. Prior to coming to Savannah, I was with the uh, Alachua County Emergency Management. Uh, division out of the Latchville County Fire Rescue uh, for 19 years, uh, six of which I was the director before I left. Um, and while in Florida, I was involved with the Re uh, Regional Domestic Security Task Force, uh, the State Working Group on Terrorism, uh, State Emergency Alert and Notification System Work Group, and uh, so on and so forth. So uh, a lot less busy now. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah, while we um, while you were in Florida, we we stomped a lot of the same ground, even though you were a couple hours north of where I'm at. But uh, I'm I'm glad to talk with you. Um, what we're talking about, David, is um, you know I just want to get kind of your thoughts on leadership. And when I ask this question, I always I always term it in um, in terms of this is the ugly question that's always out there. How do you feel about leadership? Do you feel leaders are born or are they made or is it a combination of both? I would say most leaders are made. Um, I think a person's experience, whether that's just personal experience or work experience, training, education, um, you know, you can make good leaders. Now, some people may have a propensity towards that. So, um, you know, the genetics or the being born into it might play a little bit about that, but um, I think you can take a person who's willing to learn, willing to be mentored, and um, really to put the time in and, and learn, you know, how to become a leader can be a leader, so it's just a matter of, you know, working towards it. Mm -hmm. What kind of attributes, um, specifically leadership attributes, but le attributes in general, do you find absolutely essential? Oh, being able to communicate, uh, whether it's in writing, in person, you know, presentations, you know, electronic uh, communication, email, social media, uh, just the whole gamut of being able to communicate. And it's not just in you know, our field of emergency services and emergency management, but, you know, day-to-day -day communications with your partner agencies, with, you know, in my case, other departments in the city of Savannah, you know, talking to each other about issues that are going on, issues that need to be addressed. We're just general things. You know, we've had a lot of we just opened a new facility for some of our departments and the move there was, you know, a, a large move and, and, you know, our IT department was part of that. So they were 
you know, they put out the message, hey, we're moving between these dates. If you need something, go to this location. Uh, our archives people put out the same information. So, you know, communicating, you know, large, you know, impact things. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the network's going to be down for service or, you know, this department's moving, whatever the case may be. Be able to, you know, cause the more you communicate day to day, the better you're going to communicate during an emergency. Right. Right. Um, do you find that um, building those relationships under blue skies really makes all the difference in the world? Uh, it's absolutely critical in our business. It's um, you can't, you know, the old adage is you can't wait to meet somebody for the first time at a disaster. So, right. right. As a leader, you need to be out there um, beating the bushes, getting to know people, uh, which granted has been hard with COVID because, you know, we're, we're all kind of used to Zoom and and right. team meetings. But, um, you know, now that we hopefully are getting past that, uh, get back out there, pick up those relationships, build new relationships because people have moved on. We have, we've had a handful of people leave our city and some management team. So we're mm-hmm. going to replace those. Um, so, you know, finding that person to fill that slot, uh, communicating what the expectations are, what the training requirements are. Right things like that so i i know and and i know this is your experience as well those of us particularly with um this color going on um we never go away we might go somewhere else but we never seem to disappear um you know you going from alachua county up to georgia um i've bounced around a bunch of places in central florida and around florida um so yeah i really understand that it's it's funny when i look at each disaster that comes up that I deploy on when I look at, oh, that's where you went, you know, it's like, okay, I, I know who the players are. They might be at a different agency, but um, that happens all the time. What do you do or do you have anything that you do on a daily basis that kind of helps reinforce you as a leader, your leadership abilities? Yeah, I do this thing. It's um, it's based on the 80-20 principle. I guess the Pareto principle where, you know, you, you focus on the 20% of the urgent stuff or the, the high-priority stuff and uh, kind of, you know, put those up to the top of the list either on a daily or weekly basis. And that's a, a daily process for me. Um, and it helps me look long-term, you know, what are we doing next week? What are we doing a couple weeks from now? And it really helps me map out, you know, what this office needs to be doing. We're... You know, we're in the midst of, you know, again, with COVID hopefully coming to an end, at least for the impacts we've seen, you know, we're starting to get back out and doing training mm-hmm. in person. We're starting to plan some exercises that will be in person. And so, you know, looking long term, but it, it starts with a day to day because if you, if you can't get those processes in place day to day, it's going to be a lot tougher when you get a, a larger event or project to manage. Right, right. Um, I suspect you've kind of alluded to the the next two questions that I've got um, already, but um, as far as leadership skills, um, you know, what, what skills do you find that need probably the most attention in upcoming leaders? Um, And then, you know, what, what are you looking to develop yourself? I would say again, going back to communications and that relationship building, um also being that servant leader where you know i don't i don't have any staff here in savannah i had staff in the Lashford county and being able to develop them i couldn't i really had no control over whether or not 
they got raises mm -hmm. regularly because, you know, those are merit-based and, you know, that kind of fluctuated with budget, but I made sure that they got to personal development uh, opportunities mm -hmm. that was related to emergency management and that could build them as, uh, as leaders themselves. And, you know, part of that process is you communicate. I, I kind of marvel at, you know, there are some supervisors out there that the only time they communicate with their you know, direct reports is once a year at the performance review. And I find that, um, you know, unbelievable quite frankly right. yeah uh, i used to meet with staff monthly uh we had individually that you know kind of you know, check in and make sure projects are going along any issues coming up they were good enough you know if they did have an issue come up they brought it to me right away we had mm -hmm. weekly staff meetings so that back and forth communicating you know project needs and individual needs and making sure they were hitting their goals and making sure i was providing another opportunity to do that and making sure that kind of ran interference um, the higher up and, and just made sure that they could focus on their, their tasks at hand. And, and you know, they've all done really well. And always amazed at that, that, you know, I had a part in that. So, uh, you know, so just, you know, and, you know, be honest, you know, have integrity. If you're going to say you're going to do something, do it. As I get older, I, I tend to write down more things. So I remember to do those. Uh, but, uh, you know, so hopefully I'm not, you know, failing there. And, and development-wise, I think it goes back to those relationships. Um, again, two years being really out of uh, circulation, if you will, because of mm -hmm. COVID. Uh, again, we've had people retire. We've had new people come on. Other partner agencies, same thing, retirements, and people coming and going. And it's really time to kind of, you know, get back in that routine of meeting with folks, getting to, to know them, know their capabilities, let them know what your capabilities are. You know, I, I always see emergency managers as network managers, you know, they don't own, you know, big fleets of fire engines or police cars or, you know, dump trucks, but we know the people who do and you connect those dots, right? And that's the process. And we want to connect those dots. I'm curious, um, and, and you'll know where I'm going, having come from Florida, how does the city of Savannah work through a county system as far as emergency management, the way Florida does, or... Um, yes. do they, do they stand alone a bit more? I know Savannah is considerably bigger than most of the cities here in Florida, but. Right. Well, you know, we're about 145,000 change just from the latest census. Um, the, the emergency management system is based around counties in Georgia. There are, there were two cities up in the Atlanta area that got, um, grandfathered in. It's basically everything's done through the county, which is fine. That's, you know, that's, that should be the process. You know, we shouldn't over them to, to go to the state um so it's it's interesting but i'm learning i've talked a lot to my neighbors up, up north of here so charleston north charleston mount pleasant columbia they're in the same situation they have they have municipal em but they also have actually large county staffs as well so it's um you know, i'm hoping now that again we can get out and about to, to go visit them and kind of see just how that relationship works and uh you know we're the um, I guess the biting lines are, you know, where where the city responsibility ends and the county picks up, and uh, you know how that has played out. So, uh, South Carolina is a little different, uh, particularly in hurricanes. You know, my understanding is the governor orders like evacuations, whereas it's it's really county based. Again, in Georgia, do it as a group. Um, you know, we 
had some issues during Matthew and Irma as far as evacuation and reentry and the governor being involved. And, you know, that, and I think because there was some slow reaction by some counties, and I'm not, you know, trying to ding anybody, we're all learning here, that put Georgia behind South Carolina and Florida because they were already pulling the trigger on evacuation and mm-hmm. people headed our way type of thing. So, but we've learned from that. We've made the corrections, but, um, it's back again to that communications. Right, right. So, you know, it, it starts at local, but it goes to county and regional and even state to state. So, but again, we've worked on that and I think things are progressing quite nicely. How do you feel about mentors, mentorship in and of itself? Do you have a mentor or a series of mentors that you, you look to? I, I don't currently have a mentor, although I would like to have that I've, I've talked to some of our um i talked to one or two of our assistant city managers here but i had a mentor in florida uh she was at the time our administrative services director she got promoted to assistant county manager and the county manager so in between that transition she was mentoring me and quite a few other people so uh, thankfully she was willing to do that even with the, with the workload if you will and she really you know pointed me some to some good resources and things that I've learned from and, and again, apply back again when I've had staff. One thing, for instance, is a, a book called Drive by Daniel Pink. And, it, you know, money is a mo- motivator, but it's probably not the primary motivator. It may only be in the top three. Uh, people want to be, you know, given direction, but allowed to, you know, I would say allowed to make mistakes, but also mm-hmm. work autonomously. Uh, you know, so give them the parameters of a project and let them figure out how to do it and do it the best way possible. And then, you know, go from there. Don't micromanage. Um, right. That's, that just drives folks crazy. So, yeah. Yeah. So just, you know, trusting your people and, and going with it. Do you have a favorite author or coach or speaker um, that you, that you follow, read, stay in touch with, you know, get that input whether it's whether it's in a print media or even a podcast or something yeah, I'm kind like, of like all over the place really I, I, I like a lot of stuff john maxwell does one of the things i intended in the in gainesville was a thing called leader cast by andy andy staley or andy stanley um and that brought in a lot of folks they had jack welch one year they had dr henry cloud on there regularly a guy named Mark denver who was a former navy seal and so that kind of thing, you know, you can bring that in to your community, your jurisdiction, your department, uh, virtually, um, there was a cost or you can partner with folks. Cause that was a, that was a local, it wasn't their chamber, but it was a local group that did that. And they had ties with a, a food vendor. So the food vendor would bring in food and, uh, it really became, um, you know, kind of a festive atmosphere. They would have breaks where you had little contests and things like that. So. Um, so in between like speakers, they would give you time to, you know, get refreshments and whatnot. And, you know, just the quality of folks in that, that, um, program over the years has been excellent. Um, like I said, a few I named. So, and I think I can learn anything from any type of leader, even what we would consider a bad leader. Um, sure. That's kind of the, I would say the challenge for a leader is to be continually learning, develop yourself as well, you know make sure your people are getting their opportunities, but you know, you need to keep up your, uh, keep your, uh, sword sharpened, if you will. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, David, thank you very, very much for your time. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me that some of the, the folks that I've known over the years, you in particular, have been willing to, uh, to share with me and allow me to put this out. Anything else you'd like to mention? Any, any services or webpage or contact information that you'd um, like to put out? I'm on LinkedIn, so if people want to reach out to me that way, and I thank you for the opportunity. Always, um, always wanting to invest in others, and you know, if we could use this medium to, you know, again, learn a nugget from somebody and, and you know, keep them going or take them to the next step. The one thing I benefited from greatly in Florida was a certified uh, public manager class through Florida mm-hmm. State, our jurisdiction, did, and that is probably the best training. Uh, I would say ground level supervisor, you know, you know, first time supervisor, get them into that, mm-hmm. you know, it allows you to look at yourself, your, your own um, strengths and weaknesses, your leadership style. And the, you know, the second half is looking at your organization and things you can improve there and the process improvement, how to do things better efficiently and effectively. And, you know, that's a great opportunity. We've had some folks here taking that through one lady just did it through Arizona state. So it's not a program we brought here yet. Does it out of uh, UGA as well, but um, yeah, I would like to see that. You know, I would I would encourage any person who strives to be a supervisor or a better supervisor, a better leader, uh, to take that uh, program. It's, it's two years, but it's it's worth it. It's uh, one week a quarter, mm-hmm. um, definitely worth it. So if you could get that again in person or virtually, it's it's well worth your benefit. But again, any training uh, we've had, we had a, a leadership. Um, academy with georgia tech here uh last year all virtual because mm-hmm. of the, uh, but that was you know again sharpening the short swords kind of revisiting things um and just trying to keep up on those skills that uh, make us all good leaders so uh, our website if you just google savannah emergency preparedness we're out there but again if people want to reach out to me you know, specifically then get me on linkedin all right fantastic i guess today's been uh David Donnelly. He is the Emergency Management Director for the City of Savannah, Georgia. David, thank you very much. I've really enjoyed this. Thank you for gifting us with your time today. And remember, if you want to be the leader that matters, be the leader that's there when it matters most. Join us next time for another edition of the Leader's Crusade. And in the meantime, keep up with us on Facebook and LinkedIn. You can also find us on YouTube and everywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts.